Hey, so last episode, we talked about a biblical mindset for setting the perfect goals. I would so much encourage you to go back, listen to that first. But one of the points that I made was the truth that although we make our plans, it is the Lord that ordains our steps. Now is the time of the year where we're making our plans, we're setting our goals for the new year, and it's awesome to set your intentions. And I personally love setting goals and making plans and definitely encourage you to do so. But the heart, the posture of our heart at the end of the day, or really at the beginning of the day, before we set out to do what we think or want to do, has to be a heart of surrender. Letting God's presence lead and trusting that He knows best He will ordain every step, even when it is not in our plans. But what does letting the presence of God lead actually look like? Well, it looks like a lot of waiting. Sometimes his timing does not look like ours, which can leave us feeling frustrated and impatient. If you find yourself in a waiting season, maybe you're waiting on a dream or a word to come to pass. Maybe you're waiting for a prayer to get answered. Maybe you're waiting for a breakthrough in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids, in your business. Maybe you're waiting to meet your future spouse or you're waiting for a child. I don't know what you're waiting for. And there are so many reasons that we are required to wait in life. And um, let's just say patience. (laughs) It can often feel painful. And if you struggle with patience in the slow seasons, in those in-between times, in the waiting, just Keep listening. Today, I want to talk about choosing to wait for the sake of surrendering to God's will and what to do in the waiting. We're going to go over five strategies for actively waiting on God while you anticipate the next step. I am slowly understanding and appreciating, I think, too, that waiting can be a beautiful process and how to do it actively. Purposefully waiting, it makes more sense of your season and ushers in grace for the process. And one last thing, while you wait, I want to remind you, head over to the website nourishingmichelle.com or check your email inbox or just look at the show notes below. Grab your free gift that I created for you just for this holiday season. They are joy of surrender cards. I know that surrender is a theme of every episode I feel, and especially when you're waiting, it's such a deep dive of surrender and trust. And so these cards are going to be encouraging for you. You can print them out, put them on cardstock, cut them out, give them as gifts, use them as bookmarks for your Bible, tape them to your mirror, whatever you need. There's beautiful, inspiring quotes and Bible verses that are just going to encourage you to find the joy of surrender. You will love that. They're beautiful too, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful. And then also, if you go to the website, nourishingmichelle.com, you're going to see these special limited edition Christmas ornaments that my son created. They are made from the, the lid of a wide mouth mason jar. Super cute. There's They're classy and elegant and rustic, and there's two different looks to them. So you can Use it for your Christmas tree this season. Use it, um, you know, give them as gifts. You can also just use the everyday look to hang and remind you all through the year to choose the joy of surrender. So check that out as well. And then also consider attending the Dreamer Summit. It's not too late. You've got a little bit of time. It's the beginning of December, but this is an amazing event where you are going to get empowered with everything you need to plan and prepare for 2022. Uh, they'll walk you through step-by-step. There's an ama- a lot of amazing speakers there. You're going to love it. I'll be teaching one of the breakout sessions there. Um, it's just a phenomenal event. 
uh, put on by Polypane and Horatio Printing. So I think you will love it. I will leave promo code for you for that also in the show notes. So take advantage of the freebies and some of the seasonal offerings and let's get ready for today's conversation and um, anticipate an amazing new year. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, Let's process this journey and grow together. Hey friend, today I want to talk about how to actively wait on God and make more sense of your waiting season. I would not say that I'm a patient person or that patience is one of my strong points. I shouldn't say that. It's something that I'm working on. I'm working on being more patient, but it just doesn't come naturally for me, which is why waiting can be so challenging and frustrating and even painful. But there is purpose in everything when we can find proper perspective. There's this quote I heard Christine Kane say, and she was one day she was talking and she's like, there is no drive-through breakthrough. And it is so true. We cannot expedite what God is preparing us for, and at the end of the day, we have to trust that his strategies are superior and cling to the hope that there is purpose in the process. Like faith precedes your breakthrough. So let's go over five ways that we can navigate the waiting seasons, those in-between moments, those slow times, so that we can have grace and find purpose in it too. Okay, the first thing I want to say, if you're taking notes, number one is stay faithful while you wait for the next assignment. Do what you know to do. The first thing to understand is that waiting is necessary in life and in your process. It is one of those things that processes you and can activate beautiful fruit in your life. For example, I have a cupcake business. And so when I make cupcakes, I don't mix up the batter, fill up the cupcake pans and expect them to magically be ready. No, I understand that they have to go into the oven and bake. There's a process that is necessary. The oven is hot and it changes them. It transforms them into the cupcakes they were designed to be. Time in the oven is the only way that the batter will evolve into the delicious cupcakes they were destined to become. I don't get angry that I have to let them bake in the oven. I understand that it is normal, that it's part of the process, and that it will be worth the time waiting in the end. You, my friend, are in process. Until the day you die, God is working out his purpose in and through you here on this earth. There's different stages and steps of the process, but the uncomfortable refining heat of waiting is inevitably going to be part of it at times. See this as meaningful and press deeper into the Lord during this time. So when I bake, 
while my cupcakes are in the oven. I don't pull up a chair, sit down, and stare at the oven, obsessing over how much longer they need to cook. No, I put them in the oven, I set the timer, and I remain active. I do what I know to do. I do what I can do. I make this window of time in the waiting purposeful. So sometimes I wash dishes, clean up a bit. Sometimes I prepare the next batch to go in the oven. I'm Usually I'm looking ahead to make sure that I'm prepared for when the cupcakes come out. Sometimes I'll grab a bite to eat and rest. Sometimes I'll help the kids during this time. It all looks different, but the point is, is that I'm active. I'm doing something. During the waiting, the time is precious and it can be used purposefully. So I just want to encourage you to prepare yourself to be intentional and above all, to stay faithful with what you know to do. When you don't know what to do in the waiting, stay faithful to the promises that God has already spoken to you and to the next right steps that you can see to do. Don't sit down and sulk. Stay productive and press into your purpose. I read this quote recently that said, if you're in the same place you were last year, you're not waiting on God, God's waiting on you. I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a really good way to look at it. Make sure that you're not stuck in what seems like waiting, when in reality, it's just fear and insecurity and doubt that's holding you back. I'm definitely not saying to move ahead of God, but I'm saying to move. Don't grow stagnant and complacent. Let's show our faith in action, even in the waiting. In James 2, it says, So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So whether you're in a place of waiting or not, you should be moving forward in faith and doing what you know to do. It's really, it's how we live our lives and how we respond. It reveals our faith. And we want to understand that our faith, faith without works is dead. And we want to have a live faith. Waiting doesn't mean that you do nothing. It means that it doesn't mean that you're stuck. It just means that you're in process. So make sure you're preparing yourself for the next step. Because if you're stuck in the same season, in the same cycle, year after year, you might not be waiting on God. He might be waiting on you. So just just a thought. Stay faithful while you wait for the next assignment, knowing that God's strategy for your life is better than any strategy that you could dream up. Okay, number two, what if you don't know what to do? Like, what if you're like, okay, you just said, stay faithful, do what you know to do, do what you can do. But I honestly, like, I don't even know what to do. I'm, I'm just lost here. Well, what I would say is when you don't know what to do in the waiting, do something for someone else. The waiting will feel much more purposeful when you can get the attention off of you and how impatient you might feel. So serve someone, bless someone else, pray for someone, do whatever you need to do, but just get you off your mind. See how you can love other people well. And I promise you're going to feel a whole lot better in that time. Okay, number three, in the waiting, what is a good strategy to do while we wait on the Lord, while we're waiting for the next step, when we're in that in-between? Number three, ask questions and expect with hope. Waiting can often feel so discouraging, but I want to remind you that you are not your season. I'm going to say that again. Guys, you are not your season. It doesn't identify who you are. 
I encourage you to ask God continually and find hope. For example, when you're eating at a restaurant, the server that is waiting on you, he or she, I'll say she, she continues to come back and check in and ask questions. Like, would you like to start with an appetizer? No, okay. Would you like a refill? Not right now. Okay, cool. Um, Are you ready to order your meal? Did you save room for dessert? Would you like a box to take home your leftovers? Like the server is not offended at the waiting. They remain active and they embrace the process of asking questions. They don't go sit in the kitchen and pout when you're not ready to order right away. No, they do what they know to do. They're circling back around in faith that at some point that order is going to get placed and that individual is going to need a refill on their water and they're going to take care of that. So ask yourself honestly, how much do you persevere in prayer over the things that seem impossible in your life, over the situations that are needing a breakthrough, over the prayers that you're waiting to get answered? Don't give up. Don't stop asking. Keep circling back to God with good questions and trust that he's not angry with you. He's not angry with you. Matthew 7, I was looking at this this morning and I thought it was cool because, you know, in the Bible, they have, they kind of subtitle things. Well, right above this, it says effective prayer. So Matthew 7, verse 7, it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So keep asking, but maybe instead of asking things like, God, how much longer? Why me? Ask good questions. Ask God, God, what are you doing in me? Lord, how can you use me right where I'm at? God, will you please prepare me to move on from this place when I'm ready? I trust you. I trust that you know best. Lord, who are you going to be for me now that you couldn't be for me before? Reveal more of yourself as I wait. You see the difference? But even if you do ask selfish questions, like God is a good father. Right after that verse I just read in Matthew 7 again, it says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Another example, my kids, especially the younger ones, they get so excited with the anticipation of their birthdays. They ask like every day, how many more days? How many more days to my birthday? And I'm not angry with them for being hopeful and expectant and eager for their birthdays because I know that they don't comprehend the calendar yet or can count up all the days. They can't see too far ahead. All they know is what they want now. And I know the answer, I see the bigger picture, and I'm not put off or angry by their asking because I'm their mom. I'm not worried, I'm not concerned, I love them. Think about it. How many times do you tell your kids not right now? Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes it's no, but so often, I know for me, so often it's like, hey, um, not right now, you need to wait. It's not because I want to make their life miserable or I don't love them. It's because I see a bigger picture and I know what's best. I'm their mother. Well, God, he is your father and he loves you. You've got to believe that. 
although we are imperfect mothers and we do often grow impatient with our own kids, God, he's a perfect father and he sees the future and he's already there even when you can't comprehend it. He's not put off by your questions, but he welcomes the asking and he desires to build your faith in the waiting. He has patience for you. Be patient in the process. So let's make the posture of our heart active and expectant, like that of a little child, counting down to the days of their birthday or maybe waiting anxiously for Christmas morning. I truly believe that God has good things in store for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, we know this verse, but let's read it again. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Posture your heart to wait expectantly and with hope, asking good questions in faith that you have a good father who desires to give good gifts to his children. The purpose of waiting is for you because it develops you. Number four, drop some weights in the waiting. Let some things go. I think sometimes nature can give us the best examples and clarity. Uh, We're making our way out of fall and into winter, but as the seasons change, you know, the leaves fall off the trees. Unless you live in Florida, of course, which is where I live. So we we miss the seasons, but um, I've lived up north enough to know um, there is just how that process works and how beautiful it really is. But there's this quote that I love and it says, be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop. It is necessary for trees to lose their leaves in season so that they can bear fresh fruit and blossom in the spring. When you are in a season of waiting, waiting for change, waiting for a breakthrough, waiting waiting in transition for something new, I want to remind you that it is a good thing to drop some weights, W-E-I-G-H-T-S, drop some weights in the waiting. What are those things that are heavy and weighing you down? Hebrews 12, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So pray for clarity and let the things go that don't nourish your life. Let those things fall away. Embrace the releasing and the pruning and ask God to take away any areas of your life that are hindering you from running your race well. Anything that distracts us from fixing our eyes on Jesus, it needs to be stripped off. I think that's kind of the determining factor. And, you know, sometimes the very things that are weighing us down are the things that are holding us back from waiting on God. Ooh, let me say that again. Sometimes the very things that are weighing us down are the things that are holding us back from waiting graciously on God. I also want to highlight the miracle of breakthrough. There was a time that I lived in North Carolina in the mountains in the middle of nowhere on 33 acres And when I looked out of the big picture window in the upstairs loft bedroom area, during the winter, it was crazy because everything, I'm looking at the entire mountain, everything was completely bare. Everything appeared to be dead. I remember as spring would be approaching, 
feeling confused about it. My first winter there, I remember just feeling like, how in the world are all these trees going to ever be green again? It literally looked impossible. It seemed hopeless. Everything appeared to be completely dead and dormant. But then one day, it was almost seemed overnight, the trees would be full of buds. And then before I could blink, they would all be green and lush again. It was crazy. It was this, it was a mystery. It was a miracle happening right before my eyes. And I remember thinking how true the seasons changing were to the changing seasons of our lives. We wait and we wait for what seems sometimes impossible. We can't see any glimpse of change on the horizon. But then it's like, just like that, seasons change an opportunity comes, a breakthrough happens. And it seems like overnight there's major change and a shift in our life. Just like winter waits patiently for spring, not knowing the day or the hour when those blossoms are going to bud, we need to wait patiently, understanding that change, it often comes quickly when the time is right and we need to be ready. The Israelites, they took 40 years in the wilderness on what should have been an 11-day journey. They weren't ready for the promised land, but when the time was right and they could be trusted to cross the Jordan, they had a three-day notice, three days. Literally, they were living in a place of ready because when God told them to move, it was only a matter of days and they were on the other side of a promise that they had been waiting for, for what must have felt like eternity. I hope that at times felt impossible and incredibly discouraging for them. All that to say, let the waiting be preparation for you. You need to get ready and stay ready and remain faithful in hope. That in God's perfect timing, he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Let the extra, the idols, the compromises, the pride, the sin, all those things that hold us back and weigh us down, let those things go. Leave those at the feet of Jesus and trust God to provide your daily bread while you wait. So to recap, day by day, while you're waiting, number one, stay faithful and active. Do what you know to do. Do what you can do. Number two, serve others and learn to love others well. Just get the focus off of you. Get the focus off of yourself. Number three, ask questions. Ask God to reveal his heart and remain expectant and hopeful. Stay persistent in your prayer. Number four, Drop the weights and the things that hold you back and clutter your mind and heart so that when that time is right, you can move forward with freedom. Fixing your eyes on Jesus is the thing that is going to make all of these things possible. It is the root of everything. It is the root of getting through the times, the uncomfortable seasons of waiting in our lives. And so the last point I want to make, this would be number five. The last point, I just want to say embrace the mystery. There are always going to be things that don't make sense when you follow the Lord. There's a mystery to the gospel and it's okay. You don't have to understand it all. Just follow and stay faithful. I've been watching The Chosen with my family and I appreciate what a great job they do by bringing the reality of humanity into the stories of the Bible. In the last episode we watched, there was a lot of confusion and frustration going on. For example, um, Mary was having a meltdown and she runs off 
runs back to her old way. She's like literally at the bar and Jesus, he doesn't supernaturally bring her back. The disciples, they're getting on each other's last nerve. There's so much friction going on just with different personalities and different situations. In fact, Jesus, he paired up the most unlikely personalities to go get an important task done, to go find Mary. They're also, they're out of food and they're physically hungry. John the Baptist has just been arrested. So there's grief and mourning going on in the camp. The persecution and the rejection is heating up for Jesus and his followers all the way around. There's just a lot of overwhelming situations that are going on. And it, it's not all making sense why Jesus, they're like, why doesn't he just snap his fingers and cure it all immediately? After all, I mean, he's obviously proven that he can perform incredible miracles. We know who he is and we believe in him. The disciples, they've been following Jesus for quite a while now, and it's not necessarily making sense or making their life easier. Sometimes I think the more we follow Jesus, the less our lives make sense to others. That's okay. That's what Jesus experienced, and I think that's true of his followers, us included. There's just a lot that the disciples in this episode didn't understand as they followed Jesus, but they all understood that he is worthy of being followed and worthy of their lives because he has called them by name and saved them. So friends, is Jesus going to be enough for you? Jesus is worthy of our lives. He gave you life. He redeemed your life. So don't run away from him when things are hard or you just don't understand. Embrace the mystery. And choose to trust even when you don't know what he's doing. When Mary ran off on her identity crisis, Jesus' mother and another girl named Rama they were walking and talking. And the girl, Rama she's telling Jesus' mother, she's like, I don't understand. Why doesn't Jesus just go get Mary and bring her back? He, like, he obviously knows where she is. Rama's struggling with the fact that Jesus didn't run off to rescue Mary. Like, why, why would he send the most unlikely pair of disciples to go and do such an important task like finding Mary? Rama was going over all the worst case scenarios and possibilities, feeling confused and frustrated. And Jesus's mother, she responded by just saying, she quoted scripture. She said, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of Adonai, our God. So I think the real question is, are you going to trust in the waiting? As you follow Jesus and the world changes and heats up, you may find yourself fitting in less and being misunderstood, feeling more resistance, having a lot of questions. Just understand that everything is pushing you deeper into the heart of your father and you simply have to trust. I mean, this is what faith is. It's believing without seeing. I'm not here to say that life is going to suddenly all make sense and that Jesus is your golden ticket to an easy life. That's not what he promises, but you have to know the truth is that he holds your life. He's worthy of your life. He gave his life for you. He loves you that much. And he is the answer. He is the source, the satisfaction, the purpose, your strength in the uncomfortable place of waiting. So I just want to encourage you to choose to trust and walk in hope. The Bible says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. 
They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I read that same verse in the NIV version. That was a New Living Translation. The NIV version says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And then I looked at the King James Version and it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I hadn't compared different versions of the Bible like that back to back, but I just thought it was interesting to see how these words are all so connected. Those that trust in the Lord will find new strength. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And just for fun, I looked at the Passion Translation because I love um, how it reveals the heart and the love and the passion of the Bible. And this is how that version says, But those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary, and walk through life without giving up. So let's just pray God's heart over us today as we wrap up this conversation. Father God, I just thank you so much for your goodness to us. Thank you for the mom, the woman listening right now, Lord. And I just pray that you would give her grace as she waits on you, that you would fill her with hope and that you would help her to trust you even when she has questions, even when things don't make sense, Lord. That she would just know that your strategies are superior to hers and that you're above it all. You see the bigger picture and that is enough because you are enough, Lord. Lord, I pray that she would experience divine strength and that she would rise up on soaring wings and fly like an eagle. Lord, I pray that you would just see herself with wings, with a freedom in her spirit. Lord, I pray that you would give her the grace to run her race without growing weary that you would help her identify anything that's holding herself back, any, any sin that is entangling her, any, any pride of life, any fear, doubt, insecurities, whatever it is that's holding her back and weighing her down, may she just release that and strip that off, that she may get her eyes fixed on you, God. You are the author and the finisher of her faith, Lord, and you are the answer. Lord, I pray that you would give her the strength to walk through life without giving up, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your goodness to us, for your faithfulness to us, Lord. Help us to remain faithful to you. Thank you that the process of waiting is for us because you're making us who you want us to be, God. Lord, I pray above all that you would just give the woman listening right now a passion to pursue you, Jesus, as she waits on you, as she waits for the next orders, as she waits for clarity for the next step, Lord, no matter how long that in-between time is, that she would not grow weary, but that she would just look to you, Lord, and know that there is purpose in the process because you are with her. Thank you for being with us, God, and I pray that your love and your nearness would just fill her heart today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. 
So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 